nose tingles from the powerful fragrance of mango that has the same flavor, but without the juiciness and the buttery-like texture. It floods your mouth with an everlasting sweetness. It tastes fresh like you just plucked it off a tree. Then, you open your mouth and the grayish-white smoke pours out. You just inhaled 10 cigarettes worth of nicotine. A square wand you were holding has killed 35 people and given lung disease to over a thousand. This little wand induces nausea, vomiting, chest pain, increased blood pressure and heart rate, irritation to the throat, coughing, pulmonary disease, and possibly death. You know how dangerous this stick is, but you can't stop. You need it because you're addicted. This stick is called an e-cigarette. E-cigarette use has rapidly increased from about 7 million to in 2011 to 41 million in 2018 over the years. According to NPR, among teenagers, the past 30-day use of e-cigarettes in grades 6 to 12 in the United States increased from 1.1% in 2011 to 2.1% to 11.3% in 2015. How did this happen and what can we do to stop it? You're listening to The Gateway. idea for a vape was in 1927. Joseph Robinson tried to make an electronic vaporizer. Its purpose was to be used with medicinal compounds to help others quit smoking and for himself to make money. The patent was approved in 1930. The device was never made available for sale because it wasn't developed enough. Many different ideas like this were introduced but never were produced until 2003. Honlick, a Chinese pharmacist and inventor, made the modern e-cigarette design in 2003. Han developed the first commercially successful electronic cigarette. He works for a company, Golden Dragon Holdings, that changed its name to Rayan, which means smoke. The e-cigarette was first introduced to the Chinese market in 2004, and popularity slowly increased, expanding into other nations. E-cigarettes entered the European market and the US market in 2006 and 2007. Han's invention was intended to be an alternative to smoking, and he thought that it would help smokers like himself eventually quit. U.S. and Chinese e-cigarette makers copied his designs illegally, so Han didn't receive much financial reward for his invention. Other users began to tinker with various parts to produce more satisfactory homemade devices because they weren't satisfied with how the product affected them. They wanted a better taste and more nicotine. This led to other entrepreneurs making custom e-cigarettes with more customizable features. This led to generations of e-cigarettes forming, each one becoming more customizable with more options. International tobacco companies first thought of e-cigarettes as a fad, as, and as they thought this, that this new product would have a rise in popularity, but its success wouldn't last long. However, they began to realize that e-cigarettes would eventually beat cigarettes in popularity, so they bought the most successful e-cigarette companies and began making their own. For example, British American Tobacco launched the first e-cigarette Vipe in July 2013. This was the first e-cigarette made by tobacco companies. Even after doing all this, the company still wouldn't have made enough money had they not spread the e-cigarettes. So how did they do that?
The e-cigarette companies began advertising to vapes in print media and online. This marketing trend expanded the use of e-cigarettes and helped re-glamorize smoking. Companies advertised these products as a healthier version of cigarettes when in reality it wasn't. The e-cigarette companies would use flavors, celebrities, characters, and other popular things that would appeal to the young crowd to advertise their product. In 2012, an ad for e-cigarettes starring Steven Dorff appeared on television. On the ad, the celebrity exhaled a thick fume, which the advertisement describes as vapor, not tobacco smoke, telling smokers, we are all adults here, it's time to take our freedom back. According to the CDC, e-cigarette advertising went up by 12 times from 2011 to 2014, and the e-cigarette usage among teenagers increased by almost the same amount. Many states are banning electronic advertising of e-cigarettes, but not all. What do you think of these com big companies advertising this product? I think it's not being um, portrayed as being dangerous. It's being portrayed as being safer than regular cigarettes. I was very saddened to see them with the flavorings that clearly were um, targeting students to young people. I spoke with Patricia Sinitsky, Director of Hospital Utilization Unit at El Camino Hospital. I asked her a few questions. Overall, do you think that e-cigarettes are safer than cigarettes? Cigarettes are better studied, and we know that over long-term use, they cause severe lung disease that leads to death, and they precipitate cancer. Cigarettes' effects are over lifetime and they're cumulative. From this perspective, they appear to be more harmful. E-cigarettes are new. We do not know how harmful they are over the lifetime. So in a way, it is hard to compare them side by side. However, in one way, e-cigarettes are more dangerous than cigarettes in its ability to cause a rapid pulmonary fibrosis, scarring, and adolescent death. The gateway hypothesis predicts that the early use of less harmful drugs can lead to a future risk of using more dangerous hard drugs. A 2014 study using animal models found that nicotine exposure increased the probability of using other drugs. Would you consider e-cigarettes to be a gateway to increase use of drugs and smoking in the future? Recent studies show that e-cigarettes can serve as a gateway to later cigarette smoking am among nicotine-naive youths. While there is no conclusive studies at this time that e-cigarettes can be a gateway to increased drug use, there is enough correlation between illicit drug users and vaping as well as smoking to suggest so. effects that e-cigarettes cause are hypotension, seizures, chest pain, rapid heartbeat, disorientation, and congestive heart failure. Less serious effects include abdominal pain, headaches, blurry vision, throat and mouth irritation, vomiting, nausea, and coughing. How do e-cigarettes affect your lungs? 
These cigarettes scar your lungs, destroy delicate tissue, cause spasm of the breathing tree. They actually cause easy access for infections. And in rare cases, scar lungs irreversibly requiring the smoker to get a lung transplant or causing their death. particles mixed with the e-liquid as it is heated to make it vaporize. Some of these particles are chromium, lead, and nickel. Each metal can cause specific damage. Lead and chromium can cause permanent lung scarring and cancer. The nickel can cause chronic bronchitis, shrieking of the lung, and lung cancer. states and countries are regulating e-cigarettes, from no regulation to banning them entirely. There are no e-cigarette brands that have been given a medical license in America. As of 2015, around two-thirds of major nations have regulated e-cigarettes in some way. Countries including some states in the U.S. have banned advertising of e-cigarettes online entirely. Um, do you know anyone who smokes? Uh, yeah, my brother smokes. Do you know anyone who vapes? Yes, my brother vapes. <laughs> How have e-cigarettes affected your life? I mean, it, affect, it affects my life and, and the fact that I know even though it's vaping, it's still not healthy. It's still... It's, it's an alternative to smoking, but you're still getting the tobacco. You're still having this addiction. So um, it has affected me in those ways, um, especially my brother will vape around my daughter. Um, I think it's made me a little cautious as a mom um, because I, with cigarettes, you can smell it on someone, and I have a, a great nose. I can smell cigarettes a mile away. Um, but the issue with vaping is that you can't smell it. And so as a mother, I'm concerned that I wouldn't be able to tell whether or not my child were, were vaping. Personally, I live in an environment where the things I'm exposed to are very controlled. My school Pinewood makes sure that no one is using drugs or vaping, and I don't see much of that behavior around me. Finally, to all of you listening to this podcast right now, what can you do to prevent others around you from vaping? What can you do to prevent this gateway to drugs and alcohol? I'm your host, Abigail Kamenetsky, and thank you for listening.